Hi, this is Dave Durr, and today we're going to read from Acts 14, verses 21 through 28. Please join me as I read this. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Paul and Barnabas also appointed elders in every church. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord, in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled back through Pisidia to Pamphylia, and they preached the word in Perga, then went down to Italia. Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where their journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. And they stayed there with the believers for a long time. Well, this segment of the 14th chapter of Acts, which was, of course, written by Luke, covers the home stretch, really, of Paul and Barnabas' first missionary journey. After they reached the city of Derby, where they preached, it says in our text today, and made more disciples, they retraced their steps by returning to the very cities they had left under duress, which we had heard about yesterday. Why? Our reading today said they were there to encourage and strengthen the believers. So let's think about this just for a minute. Paul and Barnabas were boldly speaking about the resurrection of Christ. They were sharing the gospel with both Jews and Gentiles. Many people who heard their message desired to hear more. Many people became followers of Christ. Yet at the same time, the Jewish leaders of these cities were stirring up the people and inciting them to cause great bodily harm to Paul and Barnabas. In fact, yesterday we heard about Paul being stoned and left for dead. What I'd like to do is encourage you to close your eyes just for a minute, unless, of course, you're driving as you listen to this, or they need to be open for some other safety reason. But you get the point. Concentrate just a bit. Put yourself right now in this story, if you're able to. You're clearly called by God to go someplace, to do something. You are affirmed by respected elders and leaders that you are to go, and they support you. They're cheering you on. So you go. Most of your going is walking from city to city. No car for you, no bus, no public transportation. You're walking. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, and you know God is with you as a result. You're experiencing his incredible power in your life as he uses you to teach, preach, encourage, and heal all in his name. You know you are in the center of his will, allowing you to see hearts softened and receptive is what is happening in your life, what you see God doing through you, and all because of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Yet at the same time, you're also experiencing the anger of those who are feeling threatened and fearful because they are being diminished. They're not happy with the message you're delivering. You watch as your own people, part of your tribe, fellow Jews, rise up and instigate others to shut you down in a violent way. Wow. What would your reaction be? In the late 1970s, I'm dating myself here, uh, ABC Network produced a sports show entitled The Wide World of Sports. The lead-in to that show each week said, we will show you a constant variety of sports. And then this was the tagline, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. The video running during that lead-in showed an athlete celebrating with joy, depicting the thrill of victory. And then it switched over at the appropriate time to a ski jumper failing miserably by crashing and falling just before he got to the point of takeoff. Ah, agony, defeat. This show, which was one of my favorites during that era, came to mind as I thought about Paul and Barnabas and many of the other new believers. And they must have felt this way. Certainly, they felt the thrill and joy of victory and freedom in Christ. They were able to see incredible things happening around them, transformed lives, miraculous healings. Yet at the same time, they were experiencing what seemed to be defeat, along with that, uh, the agony that uh, generally accompanies that. Talk about two diametrically opposed emotions. Yet Paul and Barnabas were so committed to their calling and their mission, they didn't look for an out. They didn't look for another way home, perhaps a shortcut. They didn't decide to simply send a letter to the new believers in those cities that they had left and then find a different way home. And who would blame them? Who would blame them if they did just that? No, no, they retraced their steps through the very same cities where they were attacked. And it says in our text today, in order to strengthen and encourage the new believers, and as well as set up and empower a leadership team. And they were reminding them of the joy that they had, the joy in seeing hearts turned and transformed reminding them of that, but also telling them that the hardships that they would be facing at, as followers of Christ were very real. And in fact, they saw how that played out with Paul and Barnabas uh, when they visited there. So Paul and Barnabas' actions exhibited a deep trust in God, a complete, complete dependence on God, which helped both the mature as well as the immature believers uh, see clearly what trusting in God looked like. They were modeling something for them. They were really saying that following Jesus is not a cakewalk. They were saying, hang on, people. Be prepared for opposition and hardships. It's going to be worth it. And here's the encouragement. You can do it as we have in the power of the Holy Spirit. God is with us. And nothing can stop what he wants to accomplish through us. You know, when Paul and Barnabas uh, returned by ship again to Antioch of Syria, they called the believer, believers together uh, 
in order to tell them all that God had done and how he opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. This far outweighed and overshadowed any pain or feelings of defeat that they may have temporarily experienced. I wonder if they even mentioned that they had to run for their very lives at one point and about the stonings they endured, Paul close to being stoned to death. So how about you and I? How do we respond when we feel defeated or discouraged on the heels of actually doing what God has called us to do? Or how difficult is it to continue to do the right thing? That thing that God has asked you to do, clearly has asked you to do, and you know it, when you sense at the same time you're facing strong opposition in that area. Well, Paul and Barnabas uh, and these early converts understood their purpose and latched on to what God had called them to do. They knew, they knew in, their, the, every, in the core of their being, they couldn't do it in their own strength. But they knew their trust in God for the power is what they needed to have to complete his work. They understood, too, that it was his work, not their own. It was God's strength and power, not their own. So in what ways are you inspired by Paul and Barnabas and the early church? How does this story inspire you? What does it say to you? And what message is God revealing to each of us through their actions? And then, equally important, how will you respond? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for these two guys, Paul and Barnabas, ordinary men who have modeled what trusting in and following you looks like. Lord, give us strength to respond obediently to your calling, a strength that will defeat our fears and excuses even today. Help us, Lord, to live lives of purpose, the purpose that you've called each of us to. Lord, this is your kingdom work, and you are the king. Remind us of that today, and remind us that we're not alone, and you're always with us, always. In Christ's name we pray, amen.